0: While I feel his presence, you know, normally I would have read the scripture and prayed, but he took me another way. So I want to go directly into the word.
1: And
0: and and if the word hits you at any point on on this, amen, with the same excitement that we just sung those songs, just going to stand up on your feet and give him praise, amen, if you feel like he's talking to you, amen. Um, I was going to start with... Matthew 6 and 27, and I still want to read that, Amen, but it'll it'll make sense in a little bit. Matthew 6 and 27, and it reads, Can any of you live a bit longer by worrying about it? Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Can any of
0: you live a bit longer by worrying about it? Amen. 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 Thank you, Lord Jesus. And so on this Sunday, I want to use, God has given me for my title, Manna. Amen, Manna. And I wrote in in my notes, amen, I wrote in my notes, in parentheses, a conversation. So I'm going to be asking you questions, and I'm not looking for you to necessarily answer me back, but as I'm asking these questions to you, I want you to have a conversation in your head with the Lord, Amen. 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 And so on this Sunday, I, w- I want to talk about, we know we've been doing this series in times of distress, and we know how God moved last Sunday. But on this Sunday, I want to talk to you about sustainability and provision. Right? And the title is Manner. And we're talking about sustainability and provision. So my very first question, my very first question, the very first question that God has for us on this Sunday is, what is holding you up? right now. Lord. What is holding you up right now? What is sustaining you?
1: Ooh, Meaning,
0: what is strengthening you physically and mentally and spiritually, what is it that's holding you up? Lord. And I just was thinking this week like, God, you have to continue to just like hold me You got to hold me up. You got to lead me. You got to guide me. You got to direct me because I can read all the books that I want to. I can watch all the sermons that I want to. I can listen to all the music that I want to. I can even read my Bible, but I need you to make it all make sense for me. I need you to hold me up. I need you to sustain me. Glory, glory,
1: glory.
0: So, where is your provision coming from? Ask yourself, like, right now, not when you go home, not later, but right now, what's keeping you? If you stood to your feet, what's giving you the ability that you can get up out of that chair? Yes. What's holding it all together for you? Yes. What's, what's sustaining you? Where's your provision coming from? And so provision means your supply of necessary goods and resources. Where's your supply coming from? Right? What's holding you up and where's your supply coming from? Your provision, your necessary good, your resources. Everything that you need to make it. Where is it coming from? And so God started talking to me and he said that in times of distress, that's when our appetites are revealed. Right? In times of distress, that's when your appetite is filled. Y'all remember a while back God had us doing the beatitudes, and we were talking about that hunger and that thirst for righteousness. In times of distress, what you're hungering for is going to show up, Amen. and your appetite is going to be the thing that's going to make decisions for you.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: And so I'm going to be primarily—I think Alma Bear has it on the slide with all the scriptures, so y'all got them. I'm just going to preach, Amen. but I'm going to be primarily in Exodus chapter 16, Amen. right? And so. At this point in the word, they are, they've just been delivered from Egypt, and they are in, in the wilderness. And they've been out there for a little while, and they are in a time of distress. And all of a sudden, they started talking about food. They started to talk about food. They, they began to talk about how it was better in Egypt. And the thing, what got me was, the thing that they named as a reason for going back was, we had all the meat we wanted. Like they didn't say we had all the, the the sex we wanted. We had they we had all the money we wanted. They said we had all the food we wanted, right? And so that's because in times of distress, like you know like the the, the hierarchy of needs, you know one of them, what the, the basic is Food, right? Yes. So at a certain point when you're at your lowest like you're in survival mode. You don't care about clothes no more and cars and money. It's all about the food and water. What's going to keep you alive? Yes. So they were at this point and they were out in this wilderness and they began to reflect and they began to say we had all the meat we wanted in in Egypt. Yes. And so that's why God's saying in terms of distress, our appetites are revealed. When it comes down to it, at the end of the day, what is it that you're hungry and you're thirsting for? And whatever that thing is, ask yourself, is this going to be enough to sustain me? Is this going to be enough to hold me up, right? Whatever that thing is that you're craving, right? If it's a new job, if it's to be married, if if it's to have somebody living with you, if it's Whatever it is, a new house, or a new position, whatever it is, ask yourself, when it comes down to it, at the end of the day, when you're in your greatest need, is that thing going to be enough to sustain you?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So that's where they are, right? Deliverance has come, but they begin to complain against Moses mm-hmm. about food. Mm-hmm. God's deliverance should change our appetites. God's deliverance should change your appetite. If your appetite does not change, you don't really understand deliverance. Amen. Anybody that truly understands Deliverance they understand what they've been Delivered from Anybody that truly understands Deliverance understands that When I was chasing after all of these things They never fulfilled me And it wasn't until I found Jesus That these things didn't matter anymore So they don't have the same Appeal to me anymore And so now all I want is Jesus If you don't understand That then you haven't really been Delivered Glory God's deliverance should change our appetite. The process is like a fast. It's like a shock to our system. So when you think about biblical fasting, when you think about biblical fasting, what is it from, right? You want to put all your other desires and things aside. You turn down your basic necessity, food and water, to get close to Jesus. Because you know that he is the sustainer mm-hmm. and that you're not going to just live by bread and water alone. Amen. You need something even greater Amen. than your basic
1: needs.
0: So in Exodus, in Exodus, the people was like, we had all the meat we wanted in Egypt. Now we are here starving. So my next question is, when God is calling you, when he's calling you to mm-hmm. lay stuff aside, and to go to go a little while without the things of the world and just depend on Him. Why do you think? Why why is our first why is our first reaction? God, you trying to starve me? You trying to starve me of my friends? You trying to starve me of sex? You trying to starve me of fun? Why is our first reaction? God, why are you trying to starve me? Instead of saying, God, I understand that I'm fasting right now because you want me to be closer to you. Right? Why would you think the person that gave you life and where all your help come from just on a whim just like I'm going to starve them just to see what it's like. I want to see them suffer. Why would he do that? He wouldn't. The purpose of biblical fasting is not to starve the participant. It's to teach you about dependency.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: if you know anything about fasting, mm-hmm. if I was to go on a fast, mm-hmm. I'm also supposed to fast mm-hmm. from having sex with my wife during that period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I'm looking for God, but if I don't fast from that, I might try to find a solution in her.
1: Right?
0: So the purpose of a fast the purpose of, of, of going without is not, God is not trying to starve you. He's trying to teach you dependency.
1: Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Glory.
0: Glory. Glory. As God's people, and y'all got to watch this part now. As God's people, we need to stop asking for things outside of his provision. Boom. Boom stop asking for things outside of his provision well why pastor you, you you said you know I've heard you say God if I live for you I can ask anything right mm-hmm. I've heard you say that you know the, the words say that you have not cause you ask not y'all know all them scriptures about asking <laughs> well we can just ask whatever we want and now pastor you coming back and you telling me don't ask for stuff outside of his provision and my reason for saying, when you ask, you can ask for whatever, ask for whatever you want in His will. Amen. But when you begin to ask for things outside of His provision, it's like you saying to God, "Well, what You gave me is not good enough, so I need this instead." Amen.
1: Jesus,
0: it's like it's like a slap in the face, right? But here's the kicker, here's the part that we don't understand as Christians when we ask for things. As Christians, now when we ask for things outside of His provision. God will give us what we want. And that's not always a good thing. You got to be careful what you ask for. Because he will give you what you want. And those very things that you ask for, those things will become your God. And the reason that God will give you what you ask for and allow those things to become your God because He wants you to see that I gave you what you asked for and it still didn't sustain. Come on back to me. Come on back to me. See, we think He ain't going to give it to us, right? No, He's going to give it to you because He wants you to see that it won't sustain in the fourth verse he says in Exodus 16 and 4 he says now I'm going to cause food right y'all complaining about food now I'm going to cause food to rain down from the sky for all of you the people must go out every day and gather enough for that day Mm
1: -hmm.
0: in this way I can test them Mm
1: -hmm.
0: alright I'm going to give you what you want because in this way I can test them to find out if they will follow my instructions. See, we make it seem like, Jesus, I can't do that because I don't have A, B, and C. That's our main excuse. Like, I want to so bad, Jesus, but I don't have this, this, and this. If you give me this, then I'll do what you ask me to do, right? So God said, okay, I'm going to give you A, B, and C to test to see if you're going to follow my instructions after I give it to you. Yes. And the answer is no. Yes, He by himself is good enough. Yes, As much as provision is a blessing, mm-hmm. it's also a test. As much as provision is a blessing, it is also a test. And even God provided a day of... Listen to listen how good he is. He told them, I'm going to make... Food rained down from the sky. Every day, I want you to go out and gather. Except on that sixth day, you need to gather double mm-hmm. because on the seventh day, I want you to rest. <laughs> right? I'm going to provide for you each and every day, and I'm also going to give you a day of rest just to give me praise. Right? Mm-hmm. Just to take a break. Just to take a break. I'm going I'm to give you. I'm going to give you rest just so you can be with me on that day. Right? The eighth verse says he gave meat in the evening, which is what they were begging for, right? In Egypt, we had all the meat we wanted. He said, In the evening, I'm gonna give you meat. And in the morning, I'm gonna give you bread. Right? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so I began to read that and then I started I I I I, the Lord took me to the Lord's Prayer. Right? God said in the evening I'm gonna give you what you want, and in the morning I'm gonna give you what you need. And then I began to I went to the Lord's prayer and you know when we say that prayer, because my wife and I we say that prayer every night. And as I was studying, the Lord said, Y'all done wait to the end of the day to say this when y'all should have said it at the beginning of the day. Glory. Glory Jesus. Right? The bread come in the morning, the word come in the morning, the sustenance comes in the morning. Y'all don't all day, and I don't you all day. Now you down on your knees and you saying this prayer, Jesus. you saying you saying the Lord's prayer, but the day is gone and I done sustained you through the day. Jesus, y'all are saying this after fact, after the fact that I have kept you for the day. Amen,
1: Father,
0: thank you, Lord. Amen. And so I want to go to Exodus chapter sixteen, verses fifteen through eighteen, very quickly. Thank you, Lord
1: Jesus. Pray,
0: Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. It was good to me. I was like, thank you, God, I can't. And, 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 and to be honest, it's like when we were saying that prayer like because we don't say that every time, right? When we when we get down, we start praying and the spirit got us so and we praying for different people. But sometimes we had them long days. And we seen it with I, I can't I can't speak for well, her, but for me, sometimes I had them long days where it feels like I have gone through so much and I don't even know what to say. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord, I just say the Lord prayer because that's like, okay, I can say this real quick and then I can go on and lay on down. Right? <laughs> you know, just, God just, he, he, he doesn't convict me of, of, of all that. He said, you should have been saying this at the beginning of the day.
1: <laughs>
0: and so the word says when they saw this, this bread, it's this provision. This is the 15th verse. It says when the Israelites saw it, they didn't know what it was and they asked each other What is this? That's what manna means. What is this? What is it? Mm -hmm. Moses said to them, This is the food that the Lord has given you to eat. Mm -hmm. The Lord has commanded that each of you is to gather as much of it as he needs, two quarts for each member of his household. The Israelites did this, some gathering more, others less. When they measured it, those who gathered much did not have too much, and those who gathered less did not have too little. Each had gathered just what they needed, right? But catch this 19 verse. Moses said to them, "No one is to keep any of it for tomorrow, right? But you can't. You gather. You, you can. I'm gonna give you guys. I'm gonna give you everything you need for that day." to get you through that day. Whether you got a household of 10 or whether you got a household of 1. I'm going to give you everything, but you cannot carry this over to the next day. Mm-hmm. So I started with the question, what's sustaining you right now? Mm-hmm. Cuz what was holding you up yesterday mm-hmm. might not work today. Yeah. Yeah. And what might work today might not work tomorrow. Yeah. So each and every day it's all about dependency. Mm-hmm. Each and every day you got to go back looking for what the Lord provides. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Thank, you,
1: Jesus.
0: Thank you Jesus. The word is not if we didn't go out looking for the word each and every day, trying to get something from Jesus each and every day, not what we want, but what we need. If we didn't do that, the word will become stale. Now, y'all think about all the stale Christians y'all know who got tons of word, but it's so stale. It's so stale, right? You can quote every scripture. You in church every Sunday, but the word is so stale, Right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. The word if we didn't go every single day, God, I need a new word. Yes. Lord, Jesus. I need a new word. I need yes. new direction. Yes. I need a new prayer. Yes. I need a new song. Yes. I need newness. The word will become stable. Lord,
1: Lord.
0: Yes. Lord. It would rock. Uh-huh.
1: Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord.
0: They needed a fresh word each day to sustain them because each day presented something new. Mm. Many, of of Jesus, Jesus. Many of us try to live off of old words. Many of us try to live off of old words.
1: Right? Memorials. Memorials
0: are good, but they mean nothing if you worship them and not what they represent.
1: Yes. Memorials
0: are good, but they mean nothing if you worship them. If you worship the building, right? But not the reason you go to the building. Mm-hmm. Exodus 16 and 27th. On the Sabbath, when some of them went to gather food, right? So they, they already been disobeyed. You say, Oh, you know, on that sixth day, get all you need, because you can't go out there on the seventh.
1: nothing gonna be there.
0: They went out there. Some of, some of them went out on the Sabbath to gather food. And what God, is, he's showing us two things, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's showing us two things. Either they didn't gather enough on the, on, on the sixth day. Mm-hmm. Right? Either they didn't get enough on the sixth day. Mm-hmm. Or they were greedy and said, God, what you've given me is not enough. Mm-hmm. Either they didn't get enough the day before, Or they went looking for more like what you giving me right you told me this was enough to sustain me and just be with you but now i don't even want to take a day off give me more give me more and so here's the question when you try to accomplish things on your own, when you go out, when you don't take time to rest with God, and you go out and you forsake the Sabbath, and you're trying to just, I'm going to work and press my way through on my own and in my own power. What is it that you what is it that you exactly trying to accomplish? What is it that you are trying to accomplish when you don't rest and trust God? What are you What are you trying to prove when you go out on that Sabbath day or you go out on your own, even though God told you to rest in Me? Ooh, 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 ooh. What is it that you exactly trying to do? Yes. Thank you, Lord. I'm almost done. Exodus 16 and 32, right? So, God told them, right? He told Moses, I want you to take some of this manna and I want you to put it in the Ark of the covenant, Right? And I want you to say this so when later generations turn around, they can see how I sustained you when you were in the wilderness, right? They can see how I provided for you during your time of distress. So they saved the manna for a memorial. But what we got to remember is manna was not meant to last forever.
1: Jesus.
0: So pastor, you're saying God's provision is not meant to last forever? No, that's not what I'm saying. That's, manna was not meant to last forever. God expects us to produce. He expects us to produce. Faith without works is dead. Amen. When they crossed over the Jordan, right? In, in Joshua 5, they crossed over Jordan. The man stopped. Right? Yeah. So God, like God, like I'm gonna provide for you, I'm gonna be there, like I'm gonna give you that day of rest, I'm gonna let it I'm gonna give you the meat, I'm gonna give you what you want, I'm gonna give you what you need. But there's gonna come a time when God is gonna be like, okay, now I need you to make a decision. Are you gonna trust me? Mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Are you gonna trust me and walk for me for real after I have demonstrated yeah. that all while you was in the wilderness, I can I-, I carried you. Now it's time to cross over. Will you trust me?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? And what do we do? As soon as we like, you you not complain about the manna, right? But when the manna stopped, then what you gonna do? If you trust God, you are gonna produce. You are gonna go. You gonna, gonna you gonna you you know you have seen him. You have he has demonstrated enough that he got you. They were circumcised. They observed the Passover, and the word says from that time they ate food grown in the Promised Land. Right? God was still providing but their appreciation was different. God was still providing but their appreciation was different. Every complainer was dead. Mm-hmm. Right? Every complainer was dead. Y'all get that far? Every complainer was dead. All the ones who complained about the matter, with the exception of Joshua and Caleb,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all, a whole generation was dead.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Why did they die? Because they either didn't they, they didn't trust God, they, 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 didn't, they didn't like the manner, they, they complained and they murmured about his provision They didn't really want him. Yeah. So they couldn't cross over. And I'm gonna end with I'm gonna end with this, y'all. And I'm going um, I'm just gonna read. Because it was good to me. It was good, too. This is Matthew 6. And Matthew 6, if you don't know, this is what, this is the chapter that contains the Lord's Prayer. So I went there just reading the Lord's Prayer back when I was telling you about that daily bread. But then I started reading, I started to read the, the verses before and after the Lord's Prayer. And I just related it all to how God sustains us and about what, what we consider to be important in our lives. This is Jesus talking. This is also a part of the Sermon on the Mount. The Sermon on the Mount starts in the fifth chapter. So this chapter is a part of Jesus' sermon. Jesus says, make certain that you do not perform your religious duties in public so that people will see what you do. If you do these things publicly, you will not have any reward from your Father in heaven. So when you give something to a needed person, do not make a big show of it as the hypocrites do in the houses of worship. That's what I yeah? As the hypocrites do in the houses of worship and on the streets. They do it so that people will praise them. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. But when you help a needy person, do it in such a way that even your closest friend will not know about it. Then it will be a private matter, and your father, who sees what you do in private, will reward you. Okay, so I said, Jesus, what does this have to do with manner and provision? A person who gives like that, who gives in secret, they know like the only reason that they're able to give anything at all is because God provided.
1: So what's the point of
0: me trying to make a scene about what I'm giving when I know I'm not ultimately the giver? So I can just keep my mouth closed and, get, and let God get all the what? All the glory because I know where my provision is coming from. So then Jesus goes and he teaches them about prayer. He says, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They love to stand up and pray in the houses of worship and on the street corners so that everyone will see them. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. But when you pray, go in your room, close the door, pray to your father who is unseen, and your father who sees what you do in private, Will reward you. When you pray, Mm -hmm. do not use a lot of meaningless words Mm -hmm. as the pagans do, who think that their gods will hear them because their prayers are long. Do not be like them. Your Father already knows what you need before you ask. Mm -hmm. This then is how you should pray. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. And then He teaches them the Lord's Prayer. But y'all gotta think about what the prayer said. He says, Our Father. May your name, may your holy name be honored. May your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day the food we need. Uh So a person who prays like that, why do they pray like that? They know I don't have to ask for A, B, and C. Uh Because he knows my need. Uh Father, just sustain me for the day. Uh Just just keep me through the day. Uh Just sustain me for the day. And as it goes on, not only just sustain me from the day, make sure I don't fall prey to temptation. Mm -hmm. If you do that, then I'm good. Mm -hmm. Because tomorrow I'm going to say the same prayer. Mm -hmm. I don't have to stand up and just pray all hard and do all of these things trying to convince God that I deserve something. Mm -hmm. Or I need something that's not in his provision for me in the first place. Mm -hmm. Just sustain me. Because Mm -hmm. I know if, if, if I just... Search and seek after you, everything else gonna be added to me. I've never seen the righteous. That's my Psalm 37. I've never seen the righteous forsaken. Or your seed begging. You don't have to. But I know I've been guilty of life, I'm gonna I'm going I'm gonna pray till I get what I want. I'm gonna say the same prayer every day, God, till I get what I want. Oh Lord. So then he goes in at the end of, uh, then he goes in to teaching about fasting. He says, when you fast, do not put your sad face, do not put on a sad face as the hypocrites do. They neglect their appearance so that everyone will see that they are fasting. I assure you, they have already been paid in full. When you go without food, wash your face comb your hair so that others cannot know so that others cannot know that you are fasting only your father who is unseen will know and your father who sees what you do in private will reward you right some of us like the right we going I want everybody to know that I'm going through and we do that so they will feel sorry for us right
1: yeah.
0: and if they feel sorry enough for us they might give us what we want God to give us, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And so we end up depending on other y'all. Have y'all ever come in contact with a, a needy person? They always asking for something. Yeah. And it's even worse when they call themselves a Christian. Yeah. Not that Christians are going to always have, right? But you, they always have a handout. They always want somebody else to make it better. Sure. As a Christian, you gonna sometimes some you're going to have something. It might not be all that you want, but you're going to have something sometime. Sometime you're going to have something. God going to find a way yes. to give you something
1: yes.
0: without you having to ask for it. He's going to meet your need without you opening your mouth or you walking around like you're so hurt and you're so sorry. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. Almost there now. Riches
0: in heaven. It's about dependency, right? 19 verse, do not store riches for yourselves here on earth, where moths and rust destroy and robbers break and steal. Instead, store riches for yourselves in heaven, where moth nor rust can destroy and robbers cannot break you in the for your heart will be where your riches are. And this is what God was saying about in times of distress, your appetite is feeding. In times of distress, it, it's going to show whether you are concerned more about the right here and the right now or you're concerned about eternity. Mm-hmm. It's going to show whether you are concerned about more about pe- other people
1: mm-hmm.
0: or whether you're concerned about God. It's going to show. You're, in times of distress, where your heart is, it shows. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to talk about light. Like Pastor preached last Sunday, that light. The eyes are like a lamp for your body. If your eyes are sound, your whole body will be full of light. Why is he talking about light? Why is he talking about eyes? Because it's our eyes that get us in trouble. It's our eyes that make us look around and say, God, this right here is not enough. It's our eyes. We look at that and say, well, sister, so-and-so got this. Why I don't have this? As if to say, God don't know what he's doing. You don't know how Sister So-and-So got that. You don't know whether she got it righteously or unrighteously. Amen. Amen. And, then, and so then finally, God told goes and he talks about possessions. You cannot be a slave of two masters. You will hate one and love the other, or you will be loyal to one and despise the other. That's
1: so true.
0: You cannot serve both God. And money, right? It's about provision. It's about sustainability. It goes back to that first question: What's holding you up right now? Do you want you, you want all the money in the world? Is that gonna sustain you, or you want God? You can't you can't serve both. And I would say serve God, cause He you what you need. Amen. Amen. This is why I tell you. Do not be worried about food and drink. You need in order to stay alive. Or about clothes for your body. After all, isn't life worth more than food? And isn't the body worth more than clothes? Look at the birds. They do not plant seeds, gather or harvest, and put in and put in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth much more than birds? Can any of you? Live a bit longer by worrying about
1: it.
0: How many of y'all was was stressed when you came here today? Can you live any longer? Glory. Can you live any longer by worrying about it? And why worry about clothes? Look at how the wildflowers grow. They do not work or make clothes for themselves. But I tell you that not even King Solomon right, favor. Not even King Solomon with all his wealth had clothes as beautiful as the ones of these flowers. It is God who clothes the wild grass, grass that is here today and gone tomorrow, burned up in the oven. Won't he be all the more sure to clothe you? Mm -hmm. What little faith you have. So do not start worrying. Where will my food come from? Or my drink? Or my clothes? These are all the things the pagans are always concerned about. Your Father in heaven knows that you need all these things. Instead, be concerned above everything else with the kingdom of God, with what he requires of you, and he will provide you with all these other things. So do not worry about tomorrow. Do not worry about tomorrow. Right? Give us this day. Our daily bread. Do not worry about tomorrow; it will have enough worries of its own. There is no need to add to the trouble each day brings.
1: Amen. 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 Amen.
0: And God drop your manner, and go pick your manner up Glory. for that day. For that day. Yeah. For that day, or go pick say, your man okay, up, your word, your prayer, your. For that day, pick your man up for that day. If you make it through the day, mm-hmm. them, thank them. Get up the next day and start all over again. Amen. 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 You Amen. Amen. Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen.
1: Amen. 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 Amen.